the doctor finally gets in there and she says, I'm sorry that it took so long, but we had to count and recount all of your fractures. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Devin McCoy, and this is the Dirt Bike Journals. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Now, for those of you who are new to the podcast, the Dirt Bike Journals is a place where everyday riders, weekend warriors, the people we run into out on the trail every day, every weekend, can come and share their stories, whether it be epic crashes, mishaps, adventures, lessons learned, whatever your story is, let's hear it here on the podcast. Now, without any more delay, let's get into today's first story. All right, Doug, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on today. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. So let's uh, before we get into your story, which is an absolutely incredible story. Um, first, I want you to let us know how you got, where you're from, and how you got into dirt biking. Yeah, so I uh, grew up in Rock Springs, Wyoming, and had my first PW50 when I was about five years old. And grew up on that and moved on to a PW80, had that for a couple years, and then finally graduated to, a, you know, the big boy bike and got my Honda CR80 when I was about 12 years old and rode that for a couple summers and then uh, got into the teenage years and ended up getting out of dirt bikes and took a long break. And then just up until a couple summers ago, got back into it so so how long is a long break well i'm 37 now and oh man had my last bike when i was 13 so uh last summer i bought a yamaha yz 426 so going from pretty much nothing (laughs) to to the big bikes yeah that was a big jump right into the deep end yeah yeah but uh you know it was a it was a good deal and it was one of those if I don't take on it now, I'm probably going to miss out on it. And uh, it, it was a great deal. Bike was amazing, um, but definitely probably a little overkill for what, what I should have jumped into. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, glad you're back into it. At least you found your way back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, that 426 is the focus partly of, of your story today. So why don't we go ahead and dive right in? Um Tell us the title of your story and then just dive right in. Yeah. So uh, the st- I guess the title of the story is a ride on what I call Broken Rib Trail. And so now I currently live in Green River, Wyoming. And my brother-in-law lives here and a couple of buddies that live here that ride dirt bikes. And we've got a spot that's just like 10 miles from our house, just outside of Green River, um, called Wilkins Peak Trails. And... and it's got a little bit of everything. Good open roads, uh, lots of single track, double track, some actual sanctioned trails for ATVs and dirt bikes, some for mountain bikes and for hiking. So a little bit of everything, but uh, super, super fun places to go all over. And the day that we went out, this last, or that time we went out, we rode just over 20 miles that day. And this happened last August, late August. Beautiful day. Uh, got up mid-morning, headed out. Sun was out, no wind. I mean, just a perfect day to go riding. Been riding all morning. Saw some good scenery. Went down by the river. 
saw some cool trails, and we start making our loop back to get to the trucks. We're going on this kind of a two-track road, just a little ATV road. Pretty smooth, not real bumpy or rocky, but there is this shell rock all over this whole area, just everywhere. And so right in the middle of this trail, we're cruising along. I'm in the rear, and my two buddies are up ahead of me. And we're making our way back on this two-track road that kind of just gradually winds up this little hill. And I'm cruising along, and I see this flat shell rock in the middle of the trail. And at the time, I didn't even think nothing of it. It's about a one-foot by two-foot piece and just cruised right over it. Well, as I went over it with my front tire, it kicked up the back side of the rock to where my rear tire hit it straight on. And even oh, no. though I was going somewhat slow, it must have been fast enough that when I hit it with my back tire, it picked up my rear end, pitched me sideways to the left, and just kind of threw me out, you know, in a zigzag pattern. And when I did that, I was sitting down, of course, which I'm trying to get better at. <laughs> but it, it picked me up, threw me onto the handlebars, and when I did that, I hit the throttle roosted it kind of got some whiskey throttle going on when i did that and came back down it it pitched me sideways the other direction to the right side and so when i did that i mean it was so fast it just went rock left side right side ground and it just slammed (laughs) onto the ground and it happened so fast i didn't even have time to take my hands off the grips i mean it just slammed me so full like you and the bike slammed sideways into the ground Hand still on the bars. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, as hard as it could be, no chest protector, just had my helmets and my boots on. So, you know, not much, not much protection on there. I had my water pack on, but that was about it. And uh, when I slammed on my right side, hit my right shoulder, my, my right side, my hip, my leg, just kind of just, you know, squished that whole right side. Yeah. And I hit hard enough. I didn't realize at the time, but I must have hit my head because when I got back up, my helmet visor was cracked on the right side, completely (laughs) cracked off. So as I slammed, though, I didn't realize how bad it hurt, but it knocked the wind out of me completely. I mean, just haven't had that feeling since I was a little kid. When you get the wind knocked out of you so hard that you're just wheezing and making the noises, just gasping for air. Yeah, you kind of panic a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, I I was panicking. As soon as I hit, I jumped up. I was struggling to get my helmet off, trying to throw my hydro pack off just to, you know, just like you said, panicking to get some oxygen going. What a horrible feeling. And as we're going up this trail, my buddies were ahead of me. They didn't see the wreck, but the guy in the middle looked back down and could see me struggling to get my helmet off and just pacing back and forth. He yells down, hey, you okay? You okay? And I literally couldn't even respond to him because there was just no air there. So I'm waving back to him, trying to signal him to come back down. He sees me down there, bike on the ground. What happened? What happened? And I can't even tell him. (laughs) So I'm just gasping for air. And so luckily, my buddy, one of my buddies that was with me was a first responder. So he's checking me out, looking at my shoulder, looking at my collarbone. He was worried about that. And my brother-in-law goes over and picks my bike up. And luckily, 
no damage to the bike. I mean, it just kind of tipped over on its side. Yeah. And uh, he says, you know, I can't see anything wrong. I think you're probably okay and just knocked the wind out of you. <sighs> but it, it hurt. I could, you know, I could feel pain. I could feel pressure in there. But my biggest concern was just that I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. So it took me like 20 minutes just to get my breath back and, oh, and compose man. myself so I could explain to them what had happened. So I tell them this, and as I'm explaining how I hit this rock and it flipped me you know, sideways, and I'm just thinking to myself, man, what what a gnarly wreck. Like, how did that even happen? I didn't even realize <laughs> what was going on. Yeah, once the dust wasn't, settles, you realize the magnitude. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even doing anything crazy. Wasn't trying to, you know, do jumps or go fast. I mean, just cruising on the trail, hit a rock, and it kicked me out. Wow. So we get composed enough to where I'm like, all right, I think I'm okay. Let's get back on the bikes and head back out of here. Let's just be done. And at this point, we still had about four miles to ride out to get back to the trucks. And so I go back over to the bike, and you know this from experience. Those 426s and those thumpers, once you flood them, they are hard. <laughs> They're a pain to get started. Yeah, even with a hot start. Yeah, I oh, know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. So I go back over there. I get on the bike, and I pull in the decomp lever just to, to get that first kick in to release the compression. And as soon as I did that, I pushed that down and just a sharp shooting pain went right to my back, oh, right in my oh. side. And I just thought, nope, can't do that. That's not <laughs> going to happen. Oh. So I get back off. My brother-in-law comes over. He's a little familiar with it. And I says, I need you to start this for me. He gets on it. He's kicking, 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 finally gets it going. And uh, get on the bike. And I'm like, all right, I think I can do this. But I knew to get back out of there, we still had two decent-sized hills to climb out and then about a two-mile stretch on the main dirt road <laughs> and then one steep hill to go back down to get to where we parked at. Oh, geez. <laughs> so we get, we get going, and I make it up the first two hills. They're not too bad. I'm just kind of pacing myself, being as still as I can on the bike. We get up those two hills, make it to the main dirt road, and it's a good solid road, but it's still a dirt road. So there's potholes, mm -hmm. ruts everywhere. And by this point, the the adrenaline is starting to wear off. I'm starting oh. to feel the pain setting in and I'm like, man, this is getting a little more uncomfortable than I'm than I'm realizing. So as we're going on the road, every bump that I'm hitting is just like a jab, just a pain on my right side of my back. And I'm like, man, so I'm trying to, to stand up and avoid those, but I don't know which one's worse because it hurts to stand up. And I just thought, <laughs> man, this is getting kind of serious. So we make it through the dirt road. We get to the last hill. My brother-in-law stops and says, you good to go down it? And at that point I was like, let's just go. I don't even care if I tip over or not. I got to get out of here. We make it down the hill, we get back to the truck, and I just parked my bike, and I says, I, I can't even load it. I need you guys to load it. Oh, man. So I get off the bike, start sipping some water, and at this point, I knew I had to call my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. So I call her up, and she's working, and I said, uh, I tried to play it off, and she answers the phone, 
hey, babe, how's it going? She says, good, how was your ride? I says, oh, it was all right. And she goes, you don't sound okay. Are you okay? And I said, no, I had a pretty good wreck. Do you need to go to the hospital? Yeah, I think the guys are going to take me to the hospital. And she says, no, they're not taking you. I'm going to take you. I'll meet you at the house. Head there right now. So she takes off work. We get the bikes loaded. Meet me at the house. My buddies are like, you guys just go. We'll take care of the bikes. Just get out of here. (laughs) So my wife and I get loaded up, drive 15 miles to the hospital in Rock Springs. Man, how was that ride? Is that a little rough too? Oh, yeah. And and at this point, my breathing is getting real shallow. The pain's full set in. It's been a a couple hours at this point now. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so we get to the hospital. We get checked in. And, of course, she can't go back there with me, you know, because of COVID. Oh, yeah. So she has to wait out in the truck or in the the car. And I get back there. They take me to the back for an MRI scan. And, I mean, it just hurts. Everything hurts. Hurts to walk. Hurts to sit. Hurts to stand. So they lay me on the bench to slide me into the MRI machine. And they said, okay, be as still as you can. Put your arms up over your head. And we're going to slide you in the machine. So I lift my arms up as far as I could reach. And as I start sliding into the machine, it wasn't back far enough. My elbow hits oh. the top of the machine oh. and just, I mean, more shooting pain. So now I'm squirming. The lady comes <laughs> over to the intercom. Sir, you need to be still. And I was like, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> so wow. she gets me back up. We go back to the main room. And I end up sitting back there in the hospital room by myself for two and a half hours, just thinking, what is going on? Really? Finally. All by yourself? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The the main nurse, she kept coming in and checking on me, and the doctors are almost done. The doctor finally gets in there, and she says, I'm sorry that it took so long, but we had to count and recount all of your fractures. She says, "What what do you mean? She says, well, you broke six ribs with two in multiple places. Oh, my gosh. I says, you got to be kidding me. She goes, no, no, you did a good job. (laughs) And I was like, don't make me laugh. Oh, no. So she's explaining to me on my right side, I broke six ribs all down my shoulder blade and my back. And then two of them that wrapped around one fracture on the side and one fracture right below my right chest, my pec. Oh, my goodness. And I'm just thinking, now now it's really starting to set in. Like, this is kind of a serious injury. This is not just the wind knocked out of me and possibly a broken rib. And the doctor says, well, however, you're pretty lucky, though. Because with an injury like this, with a break this bad, there's usually more internal damage. Punctured lung, bruised organs. Yeah, and, and luckily, I say luckily, I had none of that. Just the breaks. Wow. Well, besides that, and some road rash on my arm and a bruise on the right side of my thigh that was about the size of a dinner plate. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, we get uh, all the information from the doctor, and they said, you know, unfortunately, there's with broken ribs, there's nothing you can really do. You just got to deal with pain management and let them heal. Oh, my goodness. And they said so- the most... In- Go ahead. What was the night like from, from for a few weeks? Oh, it was miserable. 
It was absolutely miserable. And, and the doctors gave me this little breathing machine, this little plastic deal you have to breathe into every hour on the hour to make sure you're expanding your lungs, which in oh. itself is brutal. Yeah, to keep fluid from building up in your lungs. Yep. Yeah, because they don't want you to get pneumonia or anything, and oh my that goodness. you know that'd be the worst. So how long? How many nights were you? Or how long were you having to do that? So that was the full course of recovery was four weeks, and so I had to do that for four weeks, pretty much every hour. But no the way. first, yeah. So this happened on a Friday, and I couldn't go see the specialist until Monday. So that weekend was probably the worst most painful experience that I've been through. I mean, you can't do anything hurts to stand up, hurts to sit down. You cannot lay down. And (laughs) I mean, for the first couple days, I couldn't even dress myself. I had to have my wife luckily, you know, take care of me. Wow. You had to have been a zombie for a while. Honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. So for four weeks I, I did nothing but sit at home and sit on the couch and just try to, not hurt. <laughs> and so four weeks taking time off of work just to recover. And then after that, I had five weeks of physical therapy just to get some strength and mobility built back up in there because four weeks of doing nothing takes a pretty good toll on you. Yeah. My goodness. And so five weeks goes by physical therapy and I'm healing up great. And as of today, I'm 100% and back on the bike. So, oh, congratulations! That's lucky. Yeah, You're blessed. Yeah. However you want to look at it, that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a it was a bad wreck, but it could have been a lot worse. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. pretty thankful. So, I guess uh, you know the moral of my story or the lesson learned is don't find out the hard way what gear you need. <laughs> Get your gear. Always wear it with every ride. Ride safe. Be ready for the unexpected because you never know when that rock's going to jump out or that rut's going to catch your tire and it's going to slam you over. And if you have a setback like like that, do what you got to do and get back out there. Cool. Well, speaking of get back out there, I hope to see you soon down here in Utah. We can get together and ride. Go play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, that would be great. Doug, thank you so much for your story. That was absolutely incredible and just cringeworthy really yeah i know that's what i kept thinking is what a gnarly injury for such a simple wreck (laughs) yeah okay well thank you for sharing and we'll talk to you soon you bet man thanks for having me on if you enjoyed today's episode please help the dirt bike journals grow by leaving a review and subscribing and if you or someone you know has a good story and would like to share it on the podcast, please send me an email to thedirtbikejournals at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. See you next time.